Hi, everybody. Welcome back to True Talk Podcast, uh, where we talk all things holistic health, tips and tricks, autoimmune disease awareness, how it's become something so prevalent in society now, unfortunately, and then also motivation for you guys to live in your truth and be your authentic selves. I want to help you get there. I went through some sort of autoimmune disease for three years and healed completely naturally. So I am here to help you guys believe in yourselves and push yourselves to the best that you can be. So I today have the absolute honor of speaking with somebody who, funny enough, we have so many things mutually in common. We know so many of the same people, um, but we've never spoken in person. So it's so funny. Uh, I have Fiona here, also known as Not Your Daddy's Lender. She is. She has been a lender for eight years and has really, really scaled and grown her business on social media. If you can find her, I'll put her uh, handles in the show notes and in the description. Fiona has thousands, millions of followers. She educates the gen the younger generation all about the smart buying of a home. But also, I really respect Fiona for her authenticity, not only on social media, but being able to balance everything from being a wife to a mom, to a content creator, to a boss-ass businesswoman. So, Fioni, thank you so much for being my second guest on the True Talk podcast, and welcome to the True Crew. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I am so, so excited about today's conversation. I know it's going to be a really good one. I can't wait to dive in. Thank you so much for this platform. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So, as I hinted a little bit in the beginning, um, Theoni, you are one hilarious on social media, <laughs> calling out the people, the naysayers, the, you know, negative Nellies in the comments and stuff. Um, but you have grown your business so much through social media. Me being a social media manager myself, quick plug at True Media Management. Um, you have grown your business incredibly on social media. And for other people who maybe want to take that step into growing their social media page, what made you start to take social media more seriously for your business? So I love this question. I started my social media journey back in 2019. Mm -hmm. It was right after I got out of college. And at the time, when I was in college, I worked as uh, a mortgage banker. And so I was able to in person teach my friends and my peers at the time about home ownership and home buying. So by the time I had graduated, all of my entire sorority had applied for credit cards. Everybody had a credit card. Everyone was building credit. But then when I graduated, I realized I need to get on social in order to reach just, I mean, even just those same people that I talked to in college because we weren't going to school anymore. 
And so then it turned into, well, if I can reach them, I can reach a lot of other people. And so for me, I decided to take it a little bit more seriously when I, <laughs> this is like so funny and really unconventional because like a lot of what I did I just started showing up as if I had already had the following and yes. had to be like a little bit delusional. And I just wanted to see what would happen. And so yeah. a lot of my taking social media seriously also was rooted from in this industry and in real estate, we're taught that what you need to focus on is cold calling, door knocking, calling real estate agents who do the numbers. And at the time of me being 20, 21 years old, the people who were doing the numbers were 50 year old dudes that I would never want to go to coffee with. And so I didn't want to work with them. I had nothing in common with them. So social media for me had started them becoming like, I, there's another way to do this. And it's not just cold calling people. And it's not just cold calling realtors out to lunch and coffee. There's so much more to this than that. And it might take me longer to figure it out. But for me, it was, I'm just so hardheaded. I needed to prove that to myself and to other people that there wasn't one way to be successful when you're just getting started in this industry. Yeah. I could not agree more that is so important if you want to build your business that you do have to show up as if you already have 1.5 million followers. You know, it's okay to be delusional, delusional. in that aspect. We'll, we'll build on the Delulu a little bit here. <laughs> uh, but that's a lot of what I've seen too as a social media manager and then also try and grow my profile that yeah you definitely have to talk to people as if you already have that audience um, exactly. but that's incredible so i'm gonna pivot a little bit and go to the topic of at home life and you're being a mother a young mother at that, absolutely killing it as a wife, as a mom, as a content creator, as a lender, you know, what, what is that like? And especially with us focusing on more of the healthy lifestyle, the holistic lifestyle, how do you incorporate that for him, the best life that you can provide? Yeah. Uh, so I think with you know, with being in the industry I'm in, we're on 24 seven, like there's not really a, an off day for us, which right. is, is great because you get the freedom of doing and scheduling your days, but not so great when, you know, you're trying to raise a family and you're also trying to be present and there's no division in between being home and being present. It's not like I pull into the driveway and I can now be present for an hour for dinner. I'm just right. always home and they all just seep together. So I think that it's definitely really hard and nobody prepared me properly for it. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think too, there was a lot of, a lot of my life before I became a mom was very structured and I had control. Mm. When you become a mom, you have no fucking control. Like <laughs> you have to give up all control. Everything you yeah. thought you had control over because you just don't know how that day is going to go. Right. And more importantly, you don't know how the night is going to go beforehand. And I used to be somebody that if I didn't get enough sleep, I would be angry with the world, but you can't do that when you're a mom because there are things that need to be done. There are, yeah. you know, they need to eat breakfast. You still have to get up in the morning. Like it doesn't, you can't just- You have people counting on you. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I think for a really long time, like I wish somebody would have told me when you get into 
motherhood and this just, you have to let go of things you can't control. And so what I could control at the time was his schedule. So we are on a really regimented schedule yeah. and that is his nap time. That is his bedtime. That is his meal time. So if I could give a piece of advice to anybody, it's especially if you're in this industry at all, real estate agents, lenders, title, whatever, anybody who works for themselves, if you could get your kid on a schedule, they will thrive because young kids are actually work the best on a schedule. Like they know what to expect and then you have a much less tantrums. Um, yeah. It's not easy to get to that point by any means. And there's a lot of crying and there's a lot of frustration. From both, but, from the mom and the kid. <laughs> exactly. From the whole household, right? Sometimes yes. you're even mad at the dad because that's, that's who you're mad at. Yes. You're mad at them for whatever reason. And so it's... Um, so it's, it's definitely hard, but I think having that schedule allows us to then prepare going back to controlling the things you can control. Um, I'm just now starting to get big into meal prep. I know there's always chicken nuggets and pizza in the fridge. My parents own an Italian restaurant, so there's always pizza in the no, fridge always. Love and it. so I know that, but that's, those are for the days that I have to give myself grace for like the really uncontrollable days. But because of that structure, then it allows me like during nap time, I can prep his lunch, which is a healthier lunch than me just propping chicken nuggets in, you know, right. in the air fryer. And real quick, I want to touch on what you just said of letting go of the things that you can't control. And I relate to that so much because thinking back to all of the unknown with my situation with my condition and you know we became so consumed by trying to figure out what the name of the condition was that was something that we couldn't control we couldn't control the testing we couldn't control the samples we couldn't control any of that information and I think it was so important that once we let go of not being able to control that, once I let go of that obsession of trying to figure out what it was, that's when we focused on what we can control, which is how can I heal? How can I help my body heal? Um, so I, I couldn't agree more with that statement. So as a mom of a toddler, he's now two, correct? Yeah, he'll be two in March, so okay. next month. So as a mom of a toddler, what are, I might get a little controversial here for the listeners and viewers, so a little disclosure there, um, but as a younger mom and even hearing stories out in the world, being a mom through COVID, you know, something that no other mother has ever been before. Not even our mothers could be able to prepare somebody for that. What, what has that been like? How have you been able to help protect your son and protect his immune system throughout all of this craziness. Yeah. So this is going to get a little controversial. So I just want to start out by saying that I think as a mom and as a dad or whoever, you should always have the choice to do what you feel is right for your kids. Absolutely. And I think 
that respect should always go both ways. And unfortunately, um, either in society or where I am right here with the medical system, it doesn't go both ways in terms of the respect. And so I think it's tough because we chose pretty early on to do as natural as possible. Um, even through my pregnancy, I was like, this is a totally crazy story and you know, we could share it later, but I was like forced into the flu shot even, which is the freaking flu shot. You know, I rejected it and they made me feel like the worst mom ever. And I hadn't even given birth yet. And so we chose to go the more natural route and to have doctors pressure you when you're choosing that route, which, you know, I understand if I was at risk, I understand if there were other things, but I wasn't like, I was really healthy. I was young. There was nothing that, you know, should have pointed to any direction in terms of having to get that vaccine. So for me, we didn't choose to vaccinate at all. We still haven't. And so that's caused a lot of issues with obviously daycare. There's no daycare, not that there's daycares even available, but even if they were, cause we've looked, all of them need vaccinations. Right. Um, so we'll also likely homeschool. And then the pediatrician as well, um, about a year ago was his like last pediatrician appointment because it was approaching his first birthday and they wanted to catch him up on all of his shots that he hadn't gotten. Oh. And we had really made that decision and thought about it and weighed out the pros and cons of vaccinating and chose not to. And so unfortunately they said they couldn't see us because they have to follow CDC guidelines. So I respect anybody who chooses to vaccinate their kids because everybody's feeling towards that's different. It just sucks that it doesn't go the other way when you choose to not, it's not the same respect and you do have to kind of sit on the sidelines and we're just doing our best. And so for me, the vaccination is like what, you know, again, was our choice, but we think it's probably the best thing ever. His first year of life, he was sick with everything. I mean, he even had RSV and we didn't even take him to the hospital because he was beating it himself. His body was just doing the thing. He was getting the fever. His body was fighting the infection and he did a great job. And so even now when he gets sick, it's, not a concern because I almost want him to get sick, you know, cause I'm like, if we're not giving you vaccines, buddy, then you got to get buddy, all these sicknesses now. The antibodies. Exactly. Yeah. So Can I just tell you like throughout you saying that whole story and statement, I have chills all down my body. No joke. Like literally I am in chills right now because I give you and your husband an immense amount of respect for making that decision, for staying strong in your guys's beliefs and your intuition as parents of what's going to be best for your child. Still being respectful for others' decisions. And guys, for the listeners and viewers out there who might disagree or might have opposing views, that's fine. Like, there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with going and getting your children vaccinated. If you feel safer that way, by all means. And we are not medical professionals to sit here and tell you to do it or not to do it. But just Based upon personal experience, I mean, you making that decision for your son and, you know, it just took me to a flashback with my journey um, when they, when the doctor was going to put me on a medication called rituximab, just kind of as a catch-all drug 
because they weren't positive if it was mess or not. They were just going to give me rituximab as a shot in the dark. Before getting on that, the doctor, and it was during COVID, the doctor was like, you have to get the COVID vaccine. You have to. He said, this drug that we're going to put you on is going to cause your immune system to be suppressed. And if you catch COVID, it's not going to go well. So you have to get the COVID vaccine. And, you know, we were we were cornered into it. And I, I just, seriously, I have a huge amount of respect for you and your husband making that choice and standing in your intuition, your beliefs, and being like, no. Like, we'll do whatever we have to do to stick with what we want for our child. Seriously, applaud you guys. Thank you. And I just want to say, too, like, we we totally understand and appreciate that our situation is super unique in terms of, you know, we're, we're really privileged enough to be able to not need daycare, to be able to I mean have jobs that don't require us to, you know, put our kid into childcare. Because like I said, it is such a personal decision for everyone because we're just privileged enough to be able to make that decision and then yes. work through the barriers. But if things were different, like I have no idea, you know, where yeah. I would stand. So it's just like, that's the same thing with a COVID shot, right? There are people that for them, they didn't have the choice because right. they like in your case, you know, of course you didn't want to put your, your body or your health at risk during that right. time. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. So yeah. So, you know, with that unknown, we're walking into it blind. Exactly. It's unfortunate, right. but, you know, you try to put your trust into the medical professionals who were told to trust from a young age. Right. And sometimes it doesn't always pan out the way that you hope and expect. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, um, I agree. So piggybacking off of that, you as a mom and having your son and a household, you, your husband, your son, when it comes to like cooking, grocery shopping, what do you look out for? Like how you work about that being a working mom and also trying to run a household? Yeah. So this one... I feel like nobody ever seems to figure out because once one thing gets figured out, the toddler changes and then he goes yes. into a different season of life and you're like, well, shit, I just <laughs> figured this out. <laughs> now we have to change everything. I was everything. so close. So, I so know. close. So I used to do like uh, Sunday, you know, like most people, Sunday runs for the week, but then his palate just changes so much, like sometimes daily. So we're lucky enough that the grocery store is literally like in our backyard. It's three seconds away. So yeah. we, instead of doing the big bulky Sunday, unless we need like milk, egg, thing, things that like just stay yeah. in the fridge, um, we will just go shopping like either every day or every other day for whatever we're going to cook that day. So my yeah. husband is, has been recently a lot better than I have at cooking and he truly enjoys it. We, we both do, yeah. but there'll be times where he's really busy and there'll be times that I'm really busy. That's just the entrepreneurial lifestyle household Absolutely. we run. And so we really trade off time between who's cooking and who's not. And we're lucky because our kid has loved healthy foods, like loves vegetables, loves fruits. He'll have a smoothie every morning, every single morning. Um, he'll also have bacon a lot because he just 
<laughs> loves bacon. So as long as we cook bacon and he has a smoothie, we're good. And then lunch and dinner are just usually like broccoli, chickens, things like that. But he loves vegetables. And so I think we just lucked out. We also did uh, four months baby led weaning. So we gave him avocados and like bananas and things like that, that were mashed and soft. Mm -hmm. He loved food his first year, like tried everything in the world. So we're also really lucky that he's not allergic to anything. So we don't really have to, you know, we don't have to like pick and choose what kind of meals It has gotten into his like picky toddler stage, which I knew was coming because he was such an amazing eater as a baby. So it's navigating through that too, right? Like making sure he's not too bored with the broccoli and chicken every day and trying to spruce that up. But those are basically the staples that are always in our house. That's amazing. I think, and for the listeners and viewers, if you listen slash watched episode two with Nicole, who is a certified wellness consultant, Nutrition was one of the first places that she said to start at. If you are starting to not feel like yourself, try the elimination diet, try those sorts of things. Um, So I think that's amazing that you have a toddler who is just super easy with that stuff. I mean, could ask for better, right? No. And again, it's all in the prep work, just like yes. anything. It's all in, it was all those bananas and avocados that hit the floor <laughs> for many, many times before he finally started to like avocados and bananas and fruits. So now if you see those, are you like, oh my God, I don't want to see another one in front of me? We have bought so many avocados and bananas, I, just avocados alone. Like, I feel like we are the reason that Mexico... <laughs> like make so much money off of avocados that is so so funny um so i love that we got to hear that part of who you are that a lot of people on your social media don't necessarily see they definitely see you being a working mom a content creator a great successful lender i love that we really got to dive into more of you know your personal views on things and i think it's so important to really voice that stuff because a lot of people might have the same views but are scared to talk about it absolutely Um, so thank you for sharing that and feeling open comfortable with sharing that stuff um so now talking about prioritizing and time management which y'all i'm still working on like it's always gonna be a work in progress I feel like... gonna, okay great great that's exactly always. what i wanted to hear <laughs> but as a lender, a content creator, a mom, a wife, a daughter, a sister, like all these titles that you hold. How do you keep everything organized and your priorities and all of So I think that first, for people who are listening to this, and I feel like this needs to be like one of those like little headshot clips for social media, I... I feel like you need to go through a really chaotic season when you are all of those things in order for you to realize you need more structure in your life. Because for me, I thought I had structure until I had a kid. And then it wasn't until he really became like walking, talking, a toddler that I was like, shit, 
I need more structure in my life and I need to prioritize my time better. And I also need to respect my time better, right? Because time is the most valuable asset that we have and Mm -hmm. it's respecting other people's time and it's respecting our time. And in Albanian culture, people don't really respect time. People show up late to weddings and like, they don't really care. Oh, you're half Greek too. You know, it's all of that together. Right. So it's kind of like unlearning things. Of course, when you grow up, everybody grows up a little different. That was just my mentality. Yeah. So things like calendars and like sticking to one type of schedule didn't really come about until I had a routine for my toddler. And I saw how much he thrived in knowing his timeframes for his nap, for his eating, for his bedtime, that I was like, we're the same way. You know, adult humans are the same as tiny humans. And so I think I just want to preface by saying like, you need the crazy time in order for any sort of structure to really occur and to be efficient because with having a structure and having one that actually works, it's very different Mm -hmm. because we're taught have calendars, things like that. It's not enough. So for us now, what we started doing actually this year, um, Jesse Itzler is the guy. He has something called a big ass calendar. And so it gets shipped to you and it's literally a big ass calendar and you can block out time. And so we do family first. So any family events, birthdays, um, Sunday church, like family trips, anything like that, that is family is put in the calendar and then it's personal and then it's work. So then it becomes scheduling your work around your family and your personal life rather than people every month scrambling to try to adjust and find time for themselves because they just scheduled work first and forgot about the family and the personal. So that's something that has been working awesome this year. But again, I needed the craziness, which was like all of last year in order to get to a point where I was finally over my shit and I needed to start doing more structural things. Okay. So you think for me, it's going to be next year because your girl... Your girl is all over the place right now. I don't know if anybody's with me, but well, you can start. You can start small, right? Like March. Look at the entire month and start scheduling. Even if it's things you do anyway, it's like family dinners every night. Like, put whatever it is on your calendar that is family first personal second, even if you go to the gym every day, put it on your calendar. My husband makes fun of me. He's like, what are we going to forget at 4 PM every day that, you know, we have to eat dinner. And I was like, I don't know, maybe like, I don't care. It's on the schedule. Like it's, it's on the schedule. And so you know, so it's PM. Happening. exactly. I so, love and for me, it's not even that if it's not on the schedule, it's not happening. It's just that I can then plan around it. And with both mm-hmm. of us being entrepreneurs and me taking calls, to like right now, tonight, in the mornings, like whenever I have in my head, 4 p.m. is a block off. And so you can start small where you're then starting to just look at March and then doing that exercise for March. And if it works really well for you, you just do the rest of the year. And the next year you can buy Jesse Itzler's big ass calendar. We're going to put that in the show notes for that because apparently it's a lifesaver. It's awesome. Um, Amazing. I'm actually going to do that tonight, not going to lie. Because it's all over the place right now. I'm like this close to hiring somebody to help me. (laughs) Um, So that's incredible the way that you are able to handle everything. I think we're the same age, correct? You're 26, 27? I just turned 27 a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I'll be 27 in May. So, I mean, it's seriously like I have so much respect for you with all that you juggle 
Like, I nanny twice a week to little ones that I absolutely love. Just doing that, I... I'm like, at the end of the day, think I get to go home and just have time to myself. Like, you don't get that. Like, you, well, you do if you're on a structure. I will say, like, if he is down by 730 to 8, like, 8 and on is my me time. I clean the house. I wash the dishes. Everything is, like, put away. My emails are sorted through. I go through everything. And so that is my me time. And it does exist. I think it's just really hard to set up. So right. and also when they're your kids, because I used to nanny too and say the same thing. When they're your kids, it's very different than I'm when sure. they're not your kids. I'm you know, sure. you want, want to leave and be like, okay, see, I just did the entire day shift. Like, here's your kids back. But when yeah. they're your kids, you're like, oh, I kind of miss them. They're yeah. like, going to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> oh, damn. Like, you have to nap? Like, I thought we right. could hang out. <laughs> I love that. Um so something I'm not necessarily curious about, I want you to talk about because I've seen it in your social media. You are first generation American, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you are half Albanian, half Greek. Yes. Your parents came here to live out the American dream and you are doing that. What does that mean for you with now creating this life with your husband and wanting to live out that American dream for your son and building your business, scaling your business even bigger? I would love to hear more about that. Yeah. I love that you asked this question because I, I do talk about it, but one of my biggest goals and the reason why success means a lot to me and success is very different for everybody depending on who you ask but for me it's getting to a point where i can finally retire my parents and i always joke and say i'm gonna just put my mom on payroll and she's gonna watch my kids as i have more kids and build hey. more and more because that's the best nanny in the world yeah. is your mom and so it's really personal to me because i i think through everything that my husband and i have built and um his mom came from russia so he kind of has a little bit of that same background as well of a purpose of being here and like you know there's a reason that we were brought here and as many things as america is i think i do still think it is the land of opportunity i mean free speech the fact that we can even talk freely on this podcast that i'm building the platform i'm building and Absolutely. so it becomes a really personal thing and then when i think about everything i've built um success is like not really an option for me like i have I have to succeed in the way that, you know, I believe success to be. And so when I say that, a lot of people are like, oh, she's cocky, which I don't really care because I love trolls anyway. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I also think at the same time, you need that grit and people really take grit and cockiness and think they're the same. And so um, for me, coming here and it's, and it's also a constant reminder because I have cousins still back home. So when we visit, then it's always like, oh, how, you know, how's everything going? And not right. that they idolize it because there are definitely perks and cons of being in America, but just the reminder of like the fact that my parents left, did this huge sacrifice. It makes me want to work harder to get to that yeah. goal quicker, which is probably why I'm 27 years old. And most people, I th think I'm like 35 because I just feel like I'm sprinting so that my entire family benefits, right? Like yes. I have no time 
to waste because my grandparents are still alive. And so I'm very thankful for that. And I want them to also see the fruits of my work while they're still alive. So I am like sent crazy and just sprinting to my goals and trying to do everything in half the time that it normally takes people to get there. I mean, that's just so, so commendable. I, I couldn't agree more. I don't see it. And this might just be because you and I are similar in a lot of fashions, both culture-wise, age-wise, entrepreneurial-wise, but I don't see it as grit. I see it as, as an entrepreneur, as a female entrepreneur, as a young female entrepreneur, we have to have a backbone. I was in the construction field for about a year and being a female in a predominantly male-dominated workplace, I mean, you had to walk in there with your head held high. And if somebody wanted to call you a bitch, then, oh, well, like, I just got to get through this and prove to you that I can do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And a lot of careers, like even in real estate, is predominantly male. So like it makes people really uncomfortable that my branding is not your daddy's. Like other other realtors who are males or like other lenders who are males or even honestly like my dad. He's like, is that is that really what you need to call yourself? And I'm like, yep. Where did you come up with that if you don't mind me asking? Um, so I was actually on, it was, uh, it, I forgot her name. Um, Ginger Bell. She's a big, like another influencer in the mortgage marketing space. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to her one day just about like rebranding myself because I had gotten to a point after I had Costas that I didn't know where I wanted to go with my branding because I wasn't this like young woman that had all the time in the world to pick up phone calls anymore. Right. I was a mom. I had to respect my time. Right. And she was like, well, yeah, but you also post like things that most lenders don't post. Like you're not really like your grandpa's lender. And so she said that and I was like, oh my God, my like not your grandpa's lender. And then I switched it to the word daddy because I'm disruptive in any industry I would be in. I would probably have chosen that. And so I was like, not your daddy's lender it is. And so I rolled with it. I love it. I think it's so funny and it's so fitting with today's generation, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's catchy, it's trendy, like it's super fun and yeah. cool. And although like you're a boss ass woman and you're getting stuff done like that, you know, it's still lighthearted and yes. funny. Like you exactly. are so personable with the brand. Talking about not your guys lender and the social media world that you are very, very active in, which seriously tip my hat off to you because I'm trying so hard to stay on it and stay consistent with everything else going on. And you talked about this on your story last night, I think it was about the trolls in the comments my favorite it can be hard for some people to deal with a lot of people you know they'll see one or two and they'll laugh it off but then once they see consistently more and more trolls coming out it starts to hurt them mentally and their mental health and 
you know, they start second guessing yourself. That hasn't been the case for you. How do you handle that? Like, how are you navigating it? So I think from the, the very beginning when I started creating content, I probably, I always had trolls, whether my videos got 10 views at the very beginning or 10,000 10, views, right? Mm -hmm. And so I realized really early on that people are upset when you try to teach them anything. And so that's why I say I welcome trolls because that means I'm doing my job as an educator to teach people something. If everybody was really happy and everybody was super okay with what I said, then that would mean I would teach them nothing, right? Like they would just yeah. agree to everything and that would be really boring and I'd probably yeah. not have gotten to where I am. You have to be controversial in your content in order to find your ideal consumer. You cannot be PC and decide that you're going to make it in the social media realm. You're just not going to, especially if you have a business. And it's hard for people who are entrepreneurs and for business owners, especially, because you're not trying to say, I don't want anybody's business. You always want to say yes to business. But right. at the same time, those people would, would find something either in your marketing and your branding at some point of a transaction with you to not want to work with you anyway. So good for them for commenting on your stuff and being a troll before they waste your time and get to a point where you're now putting in so much effort for mm -hmm. them to show their true colors and end up being a customer troll, right? Which is the worst type. So for <laughs> me, the, the trolls show me like that's something I have to remind myself constantly when I see it. And there are some videos that 99% of them are all bad right? And they're all hateful comments, which I don't care. It helps the algorithm. And eventually if I can get one client out of that, that understands my messaging and allows me to help them buy a house, mm -hmm. then whatever, like that pays off. You know what I mean? I'm teaching people something. It just makes sense that they're going to be upset about it. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's something I hope the listeners and viewers, I hope you guys really take to heart and listen to don't let them tell you you're wrong. Don't let them tell you that you're weird or dumb for saying something. Stick to what you believe in. Stick to what you want to post. If you have something that you think is going to be helpful for other people to hear or to see, do it. Post it. Like, if somebody would... And I'll, I'll be honest with you, at the beginning of me going public about what I was battling with my condition, I got some people that would be like, you know, maybe you shouldn't really talk about it too much. Like, how are people going to feel and all that? It's and also was, our culture. I feel like our culture is like, shh, don't tell people your, your weaknesses. You took it right <laughs> out of my brain. It yeah. is so, so true. Guys, for the listeners and viewers who do not understand the European culture, both Greek and Albanian, I'm sure, but definitely Greek, it's anything that goes in inside the household is hush-hush, is do not tell other people. And that's partially because of the evil eye superstition of not getting jinxed. There it is. <laughs> of not getting jinxed. But it's also of people talking and what is everyone going to say and blah, 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 blah. 
and I got so much of that when I first started posting and talking and you know even my own parents were like Jen this is an in the house type of deal and that's really why I don't have much content of what I went through in the beginning because I I was listening to that and I was like, okay, I can't, I can't talk about it. But then I was like, you know what? No, no, absolutely not. What I'm going through, somebody else might be going through the same thing and they need to know they're not alone. There were so many times I felt so alone because nobody understood me. Nobody knew what I was going through. Like, is so important to feel comfortable to be able to speak about these things even with you with your son speaking about your choice with your husband when vaccinating and now homeschooling and daycare and how you handle all that stuff right yeah absolutely and yeah i i think that i think that there are a lot more things in the world that make us very similar as humans than separate us. But it's really scary because you don't want to be the outcast. And when you're starting anything new, like any sort of venture, social media, brand, business, it's scary because in the beginning you are kind of alone. It is the loneliest road to go down when you are an entrepreneur because everyone is too busy to share what it's actually like. So then we don't talk about it because we're just like hustling. And so we forget that there are others on that same lonely road that we can actually connect with. And so for the people in the back, for the people in the back, I do want to ask because it's actually something I thought about over the past week, uh, thinking back to all that I've learned over even just the past year of being an entrepreneur. If you could go back, what with all that you know now and all that you've been through, if you could go back and tell your 18-year-old self something, what would it be? It would probably be to, I think to like give myself grace and to really like recognize what I'm trying to do is not what most people are willing to do to get to where I want to be. And so I think through that, like I forget how far I've gotten. And so I never took the pauses that were needed for me to prepare for the next phase because I feel like I was just bulldozing through. Mm -hmm. Like I was rushing through experiences that I thought were too elementary that weren't benefiting me, but did benefit me. So things like I know I'm being broad, but things like um, spending time with my family or having dinners with them or because I, you know, I went to college and then I moved out like Mm -hmm. junior year. I never really stayed at home much. So taking the time to really be present, I would say, and that's a skill that you have to work on in order to get because I was trying to get somewhere so fast, like we're all going to die. We all have the same ending. So I don't know why I'm like rushing to get there. Right. I was rushing so much that now I missed out on being so present in moments with friends, hangouts with friends. Um, mm-hmm. I would still say yes to them, but I wasn't really there because I thought that I w- I could be doing something better. I could be listening to a podcast that was helping my business. I was too business focused in order to you know build my skills for where I was going to be that I forgot that I was really like in my young 20s. So I didn't really enjoy that yeah youngness um i did in college i had a great time for sure but in the (laughs) same breath i think it's like 
to learn how to be present because now that I have a kid and I can't decipher between the workday because it all just flows together in the same household, it's really hard and it's a skill that now I have to learn so many right. years later into adulthood because I don't know how to disconnect and just be present. Right. So I think that that would be like the biggest thing I would tell myself. Yeah, I think that's super important. That's something that I have to remind myself too is to give myself grace. You know, I'm always like, ah, oh, but you should have done this or this should have been done all right. And it's like, take a step back, be nice to yourself, be kind to yourself, give yourself that grace and look at what you have accomplished Yeah, and see where you are now. I think that's yeah. so important. Theone, and I think you can get thank lost you in that too, I will so, say. Thank <laughs> you so, so much for of coming course. on to True Talk. It was so fun being able to talk to you about life and mom life and work life and social media. I think we hit so many great topics, but one last question before we go, which it's kind of like the true crew initiation question. Ready. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I love this one. Um, teleportation. Damn, you were quick with that. Car, I was like All this. the time. <laughs> <laughs> I am driving all the time. So like my parents live two and a half hours away and I'm there a lot. So if I could get rid of the whole car thing and just like get to where I want to be wherever, that would save me so much money and so much time. So like snap fingers and you're there. Like just be somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I don't know why I've never thought of that one, but that's a really good one. Teleportation. I love it. Guys, Thank you so, so much for tuning in to this week's podcast with Theoni, a.k.a. Not Your Daddy's Lender. If you are looking to buy a home or if you are even entertaining the idea of coming up, I know I'm going to be talking with Theoni after this. Um, but I will put her socials in the description, the show notes. Go give her a follow, follow along for everything of mom life, entrepreneur life. She's got great content on all platforms, really. Um, but Theone, thank you so much. It was such an honor. Thank you, Jenna. And keep sharing your story. I love it. Thank you.